0: Be the world champion with a body like that. I am Johnny Freaking Wrestling, and that's the bottom
1: line. And now, your world podcast champions. And it looks like Rumbling Reality is back in session, Travis.
0: Man, it's been a while. We've been, been, what, three weeks? Three weeks off? Three
1: weeks, yep. I think uh, I was, I went to San Diego, and I think the week before, or the Saturday before, I'm not sure, I forgot what happened. But yeah, we're back now.
0: (laughs) Yeah, <laughs> but you know what? It's cool because you know what? We had a, We had a little bit of a break there. We told people that we would go on a hiatus, and they know why. You you needed a break, man. You you're busy all the time. They don't know how. Mu- people that listen to us, they don't really know how much Ramsey works during the week, well, man. Both it's, of,
1: both of us are busy, so.
0: Yeah, yeah, but I give you a lot of props because you you run a restaurant, man. You know what I mean? Like you're you're managing it you know, all the time so you definitely yeah. have a lot more of a responsibility than i do so i mean we all we're busy in our lives ramsey has needed a break for a while so i'm glad you got that vacation time and now we get to come back and do a cool show
1: and the sad part is i'm still tired as fuck
0: <laughs> it's, dude, it happens though it, you have such a good vacation time that you need a vacation from your vacation yeah like, I,
1: I, I i hope this is if i forgot is this still on is this still on Explicitif?
0: Yes, as far as I know, we're still okay. cool.
1: Okay, I'm making sure I can customize
0: that. Unless something changed in between uh, the time that nothing. we were gone.
1: Nope, I didn't go rated rate G on us.
0: <laughs> okay, cool, cool. Oh, well man. then, fuck, just let loose then.
1: <laughs> there's so much, uh, not so much, but there's so much rumors going on, SummerSlam coming up, Hulk Hogan could be coming back. What do you want to start with, Trev?
0: But you know, let's let's go ahead and talk about the Hulk Hogan situation because we uh, we were during our uh, our break when all that was announced that uh, Hulk Hogan is officially reinstated in the WWE Hall of Fame, and then just this week, the reason I wanted to bring this up is because it, I wanted to tie it in with the stuff that happened earlier this week with Cedric Alexander and Ty Dillinger. Um, but it's all the work. Uh no, not at it's all. It's not like he used to be. It's. What do you mean? It's not like it used to well, be. Well, I
1: don't know. The, I don't know this one specifically. The exa- anything, anything has kept going on, but it feels like all these little Twitter and social media wars are not like they used to be. They're not real
0: anymore. Well, it's not even a war. I'm not. They're. They're not in any kind of feud, dude. They were. Oh. They had some stuff. They had some stuff come up earlier this week that is is like people have been giving them crap for that took oh, place back. Oh, coming I, I was.
1: I was actually more referring to the last social media bout between. Uh, I forgot who it was. Ricochet. And, I don't know. There's two people that I was like, this just seems so planned now.
0: Ricochet and dream.
1: No, it was, it was something more recent, like a week or two ago. It doesn't matter. I want to hear, I want to hear. Oh, anything, okay. Cause I didn't hear about this. Okay.
0: So, uh, the reason this all ties in is because of, uh, ties I, in. I wanted, well, yeah, <laughs> ties into each other is because it, it all relates to people bringing up things that somebody said years and years ago. Um, And in this case, Ty Dillinger and Cedric Alexander back in 2012, when Cedric was still working the indies in Ring of Honor, and I believe Dillinger had either... uh, He was just about to get signed to WWE Developmental again or had just recently gotten signed to WWE Developmental. But anyway, they were trading a joke back and forth on Twitter. And again, mind you, this is 2012, and uh, it was was a rape joke, essentially. What happened... But here's what happened. It was, it was the whole. It's not rape if you know you yell surprise because then she knows that you're, you're there. Oh my so, God. Oh my God. right. So so it's a humorous thing. And then uh, Cedric Alexander uh, responded to it with some kind of quirky, you know, uh, funny retort and things like that. And you know they they just went uh, back and forth for a couple of tweets uh, on that, right? Mm-hmm. In my opinion, I don't, I, I'm not, I'm not condoning rape. So before anybody says that, oh, he supports that. No, I don't. I'm not supporting that at all. But we've all traded jabs with a friend on Facebook or Twitter, you know, making jokes or references to things that, you know, it's not necessarily yeah, something that somebody would read. not say anything. And yeah, and that gets to what I was saying about Hulk Hogan is because they've had some people say that he's uh, like, there's some, some of the the, uh, black athletes in WWE are not happy that he was reinstated. And it's like, okay, I'm not again condoning what he said, not saying what he did was right. But what I am saying is, guys, he said it back in like 2008. You know, six years after, and like I, I, six years so after, after it came out. Wasn't,
1: wasn't it more of a jokingly thing than being like a derogatory thing? Or?
0: No, Hogan's was definitely a derogatory okay. thing because uh, I guess uh, the story is is that I guess Brooke was dating. I mean was I've dating. listened
1: to it before. Originally I just forgot.
0: Yeah, I guess though the story goes that Brooke was dating, uh, dating a, a, a black guy at the time. And Hogan didn't approve of him very much because he was the, you know, in what some people would call the stereotype that you know just talked about Hulk his my and stuff like people
1: that. don't really follow Hulk Hogan or his life,
0: right, right. So he, uh, he, he was talking about how he was very, uh, uh, I guess he, he just didn't like the the guy and he threw the N word around quite a bit. Um, again, not saying what he said was right, but it happened in two thousand eight. For one, he also didn't know he was being recorded at the time, which has brought about the infamous scandal that we now know about. Mm-hmm. Um, so, But my point to that was that it was something that he had said years beforehand, and now it's coming out six-plus years after the fact, and you're trying to diminish him now for something that he said that long ago, which clearly is not uh, the case. He's not a racist by any means. Um, and you. There's there's been several uh, of the black athletes from – uh, WWE's past and present that have actually been in support of Hogan. Booker T's one that comes right to mind, because he's like, you know, he said what he said. We've all said things in public, or I'm sorry, in private, that we wouldn't want somebody else to hear outside of oh, it. Oh yeah, and, you especially know, that's, you. Are you it in pri- I mean, I, I'm not gonna lie, we've all said it, you know. <laughs> um, but to chastise him for it, for the rest of his being, he said, I don't think that's appropriate. Like, there's no there's no reason for that. Um, and it's the same thing here. There's no reason to chastise Dillager and Alexander for saying something, even in a joking manner, that they said uh, six years ago themselves. You know, people are just getting way too sensitive and it's almost like they want to try to destroy anybody that at any what kind, kind of level is. of success. I think that's what it comes down to
1: more, man. As people that aren't successful in their lives. People have nothing going on in their lives. they rather tear somebody down and bring somebody down who's built their life then just right. focus on their life.
0: Yeah. And it just doesn't make sense to me. I don't understand where this whole concept has come into with our society that's like, oh, we have to, like, we want to tear anybody down that we can uh, if we're not close to that level, as if it gives us some sort of satisfaction uh, to yep, do so or some, do some kind of success. Burn it down. Yeah, it's like, what are you trying to do? Are you trying to claim like you're the one that, that brought down the Almighty person or whatever mm-hmm. it is that you're crusading on today? And, and I'm just getting, I, I'm just tired of it. You know, I think it's ridiculous that people want to bring up stuff that was said years before and try to kill the success that they have now. So
1: I just, you think WWE's in the right for reinstating it, right?
0: Yes. Okay, I do.
1: So next question for you is, what shall could would you like to see Hulk Hogan do next?
0: Uh, just uh, keep him in the role that he was uh, hired on for back in 2014, which he wasn't going to be a wrestler anymore. Obviously, um, so he was just gonna an he's just going to be in the match. Don't think he's
1: interrupt SummerSlam and some, some kind of put him in some kind of mix or some kind of.
0: Um... Well, he can't be in a match. Not a match, but inter- Why? But his his back issues are too are too. Uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Risky. I thought, it, there I we thought go. it's gotten better. No, no. I mean, it's. I'm sure it's strengthened up, or and stuff like that. I'm sure he's, you know, done therapy and stuff like that. But his back is too beat up now. Like there, that the reason why his very last match, which had to be in TNA, uh, he didn't take a single bump. He couldn't. Oh, uh, really? Yeah, because if he hit his back wrong, he could have wound up paralyzed in his in his legs. So he can't. Maybe they he can't. They, take maybe they bump. give
1: him the whole Goldberg treatment and do like a three second
0: match. Yeah, but he can't drop the leg. That's that's impact on his on his tailbone, which is connected to his spine. I mean, that's that's cool, but nobody wants to see just the boot. They'd want to see the leg drop too. You know what I mean? It's a nostalgia super kick. Well, yeah, but you know that's that's all he has to do. That's his finishing.
1: Yeah.
0: So yeah, no, I'm sure Hogan will be at SummerSlam, and I'm sure he'll be. Like, if anything, I wouldn't be surprised if they name him the host.
1: The host, yeah, I can say that too. Uh, so let's see what's next. Uh, yeah, the, what's next on the table.
0: Oh, well, let's see. I mean, we've got the May Young Classic, which has a bunch of uh, form. Well, not a bunch, but so far there's been at least two forms. Hey, TNA we haven't talked about evolution at yet. all. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'm not a. I don't. I don't know, man. Your first like, thoughts.
1: I, your first thoughts. The announcement. What was your first like initial
0: reaction? What did you think? I mean, uh, I'm going to say this, and, I, and I'm going to say this it in a, a certain This is the place for term.
1: honesty. Don't sugarcoat shit. I know.
0: I know. I'm, we're not we're is not is
1: that high up there yet. Sooner or later, when we start getting paid like uh, Hulk Hogan and stuff, we have to maybe work Oh, backwards. shoot.
0: I've, <laughs> uh, well, I mean, Dave Meltzer's been you know, putting his opinion out there for years. He doesn't really watch his words. You know? Yeah, but uh, Dave is
1: such a freaking following and stuff, and his fans are... Um, oh yeah,
0: he. Speaking of evolution, he got some backlash for some stuff that he said over the over the weekend too. So that was funny, but he's but he's right. Um, but anyway, the first initial thought of evolution was okay. It's about time WWE. I'm glad you caught up with the rest of the world because this isn't a revolutionary concept. This is not something, and and this is what I had to explain to somebody on Twitter before was anybody who's applauding WWE right now like you're kind of fooling yourself a little bit because this is all about money. This is not, this is not what really mean? about, this is not about making some sort of, uh, well, you know, everything statement or anything. Well, sure. But the, I mean, while a little bit of their, of their strategy is to be like, Hey, look, we're catching up the times. Bravo. You know, that's awesome. I'm glad you can do that years after the fact. But the thing is, is, it's more so of a marketing ploy than anything else. Oh yeah. Because there's already several other uh, all female wrestling promotions that have done pay per views. Uh, TNA did a full uh, only women's pay per view years before WWE ever had even been considered the concept. So it's the only reason WWE is getting more notoriety for it than anybody other uh, any other promotions that have already done this is because of their platform. Mm-hmm. That's it. That's, that's the only thing uh, My initial that reaction? sets them apart. It was stupid. It's stupid. I,
1: yeah. I I mean, I'm going to be honest. I think it's stupid because we usually, majority of times, we do not have an all-men's pay-per-view. It's almost like a reverse sexism to me. It's like why not divide the pay-per-views into at least 50-50 men and women instead of doing what? all women. And unless we have unless it has been proven that an all women story all the storylines, all the matches can be can hold up to a pay per view card why right. even do it? Because it's been it's already been proven many times now. They keep flopping on normal women's storylines through Raw and SmackDown. Bailey and Sasha, you know, there's this different there's different storylines they can do so well with. They can't even do those correctly, and they're gonna build a whole entire card of all women's matches. I mean, I think they're gonna hype this thing up so much come October, it it's gonna flop a little bit. There's no way it can't flop just a little bit because you know they're gonna hype the hell out of it come come October. We have a couple of, what two, three months, two months ahead of us still. They're going to yeah. just constantly put, I mean, whatever. I'm all for women's rights and all that stuff. I mean, I have sisters, you know, whatever. But it's like, I don't get it. It's almost like a reverse sexism. Is it not, I don't know. I feel like when you're putting emphasis on uh, one type of person, then it means like, I don't know. It just gives them more like whatever. I don't know.
0: Yeah, I mean, I can, I can kind of see that. Of course, this is, I think, their way. This is, this serves a twofold reason. One of which we've already discussed. Money. The, uh, the other reason would be because you know they had the, the greatest Royal Rumble. I, I don't want. I hate. Calling I mean, that I a guess that year. I can see what that you're was saying an all male one. But I mean, they're also going back to Saudi Arabia by the end of this year, and again, I think that's questionable as to whether the women are going to compete on that show too. So this is kind of like their way of saying, "Hey, we're sorry, we're not bringing you on this trip and competing." Okay,
1: so when you put it in that context or that whatever, I understand that concept. Like they're kind of right. like, trying to like. Then my my my, is it strictly, my theory is it strictly
0: is, coming from an entertainment point. Is that what you're getting from?
1: But is my, from the but entertainment my is, aspect, if you're so whatever, women's rights, don't go to Saudi Arabia then.
0: Right. I mean, I can understand that, but yeah, you also I know. want it to try them, to expand your global market.
1: Whatever it gives them more, yes. like
0: push for more.
1: But it's like if you're if if we're talking about making evolution because of the Saudi Arabia event, then I don't think that's correct. If we're talking about it for money purposes and. Uh, uh pr oh then yes wb good job for you but if we're talking about it being a really good card for the viewers and uh, to me it just promotes more sexism because it's like why are you trying to divide people said this on twitter too why are you trying to divide in men and women we're trying to make them equal so why not give them more matches on pa- the pay-per-view the regular pay-per-view instead of having right. a, you know i don't know it is my my thing
0: no, no, I, and and now that I kind of get an idea of what you're going with there, I I can I get the idea that you grasp of what is trying to do there, um, and who knows, maybe when they go back to Saudi Arabia here uh, later in this year, they might actually bring the women this time. This well, may just be their way of equaling out the pay per views. If from, they did from that, the
1: women would have to do what they did in uh, the other Middle Eastern country. If they were completely, completely, you know, well, uh,
0: well, I mean, I'm pretty they, sure they, it's a rule
1: in the in a country women can't well, perform hold on. right.
0: Hold on, uh, Dave Meltzer even again said earlier this week that um, I guess there was a circus act that went to Saudi Arabia. That's like from England or the U.S. or something. Like there was a foreign, it was a foreign act, and they had women in their show too. So if WWE is also trying to sell themselves as being an entertainment uh, brand, then why wouldn't the women be able to do that entertainment too? Well, I'm pretty because
1: sure the Saudi Arabian Sports Authority. When I was doing the report on it. They're the ones that would not allow them to bring the women.
0: Well, maybe. I don't I don't know. I mean there's I, I will give WWE this. We don't know everything behind the scenes. We don't know exactly what the what the clarifications are or the specifications are for them doing certain events. So so to leave to leave it open to uh, to WWE to say hey this is not our fault or not our doing or whatever then you know I will say that okay we don't know the full story so that kind of just leaves it open there um, but you know the I think the only way that they're able to sell this whole all women's pay per view event. Is strictly because they're incorporating all three brands onto it: Raw, SmackDown, and NXT. Well,
1: they're gonna also throw yeah, they're the NXT on there. They're gonna throw the May Young the May Young finale
0: on there, and it just right. I, I mean, whatever.
1: I hope it's I hope it's good. I'm just, I'm a I point. mean, it's
0: it, to your point though. It is gonna face some some struggle because um, at that same time, you've got the World Series that'll be taking place at that time, oh, and you're also that? well, and you're also gonna have Sunday Night Football too. So, so, so you've got competition on that. <laughs> if we take Greatest Royal Rumble
1: as a uh, whatever, I mean, right. I
0: personally don't. I don't. I, I mean, look at dumb. look at GRR.
1: They built that damn thing up so much, and to me, it was pretty floppy.
0: It was. And, and there's no pretty about it. It was floppy. It was stupid. I
1: mean, what's, what you, what, what, what can you take out of the whole show? What can you take out of it? I can take out about it.
0: Titus O'Neil tripping. And and the and the whole um, the the Roman Reigns. The Lesnar's
1: feet touch. Did Brock Lesnar's back touch? I mean, that's not been done before. Right. That's what I said too. I mean,
0: didn't Big Show do that to somebody before? Um, I'm sure. Matter of fact, I think it may have been against Braun Strowman. Yeah.
1: Okay. Next topic. (laughs) (laughs) Um. Hold on. I actually have a couple
0: here. I'm oh. actually pulling up, I'm pulling out my little list here.
1: Ooh, checking it twice. Chavez is going to find out who's been watching wrestling or not.
0: Right. Um, okay, so this actually has some pretty good uh, weighing on it, because we, we got this news before uh, or I'm sorry, we got this news after we went on to our hiatus. What do you think of Ring of Honor and New Japan taking the Madison Square Garden show? Uh, here next year at WrestleMania time.
1: I honestly don't know what to think. Do you think they're going to actually be able to sell it out? Yes. Really?
0: Easily. I think it will easily sell out because of the fact that it's the first time ever. And it's New Japan and Ring of Honor. It's a joint production. So, And it's WrestleMania weekend, dude. It's It seems like now the tradition for WrestleMania weekend is every big promotion that you can think of has something going on in the same area all the time. So there's so much wrestling in one area.
1: Wait, is it going to be the same time as Wrestlemania the same day?
0: Not the same time and day, no, just the same weekend. Oh, uh, New- I think It's going it, to run, it, yeah. to put it into perspective, the Ring of Honor New Japan show at Madison Square Garden is going to run up against, on the same night actually, as the NXT TakeOver at Brooklyn.
1: Uh, NXT will probably do just as well, though. They, I feel like they have a crazy fan base like me, so I am really into it. Their, the takeover's been have been so damn good.
0: Or oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, and I'm sorry. I don't know if the TakeOver will be at the Barclays Center or not next year. It'll either be at the Barclays Center or what used to be the Continental Airlines Arena in uh, New Jersey.
1: Okay, so we're talking about ten- attendances and stuff. So I have been on a Jim Cornette kick for the last five days. Dude, I have dude, literally. Jim
0: Cornette is is cool, man. Oh, His I've, podcast I've lived, is I've
1: what's up. always loved Jim Cornette. I just you know when I so basically, when I get home. I just put YouTube on my uh, TV and just work whatever on my computer. And I've been just, just nonstop listening to Jim Cornette rants and different stuff like I've, I've done before. But I've just been yeah. nonstop. And um, we, I he watched, has a lot of good points though. He has a ton of good points. Dave Meltzer and him were you know talking on there, and you know they were both talking saying. You know, WWE doesn't really give a give a shit about attendance records anymore. That doesn't matter to them. So I don't think if New Japan and ROH does a high attendance record, it doesn't mean much because what matters to WWE is you know the business, the global, the, the, uh, the odd. I mean, I don't know exactly what they uh, were getting at, but they're just saying WWE does not care about attendance records anymore because that then does not signify how well they're doing because if that was the case... They they their arenas have been pretty shitty.
0: <laughs> well, here's the thing with uh with that ring Ring of Honor in New Japan. This is why it's such a big deal because uh, while you're right, WWE doesn't care much about attendance anymore. Here's the thing: Ring of Honor in New Japan. If they sell out Madison Square Garden, that's a huge deal because there's also two Square
1: companies though. I mean, come on. If you
0: well, can, it, if doesn't you it doesn't two matter. It doesn't matter. The fan bases sell out one or Hold on. This is why it doesn't matter. Because if anything, this is going to boost New Japan and both Ring of Honor. Because oh, yeah. now Ring of Honor, even with a joint ventureship with New Japan, dude, you have to understand them selling out Madison Square Garden automatically boosts their credibility, dude. They don't go. They're not. A, they are no longer an independent type of promotion, dude. They are sure. a global promotion at this point. If they sell that out, that's what that means. That's what that statement means. This all-in event coming up here in Chicago next month, which now literally we're three weeks away from, dude, I'm buying the pay-per-view. Mm. This, do you understand that this is being ran by Cody and the Bucks, man? This thing has sold out, and they are uh, virtually – this is just a who's who of Wait, isn't, indie isn't talent. Isn't the arena not very huge though? It's the Sears Center. It's it's about as big as what the Cox Convention Center is here for us. Okay, in so
1: it's pretty small, man.
0: It uh, I wouldn't call that small. Dude,
1: for how big and how much promotion this thing has all in has gotten, that thing should be able to set – that thing should – that thing I would be surprised if it was It's
0: wasn't. a 10,000-seat arena, dude. I know,
1: but I'm saying that – I'm saying, in general, that's really – for how much fans they have and for a first-time deal, I would have went bigger.
0: I seriously like, would have. no. You couldn't have, no, dude. That's while I get that and I can yeah. see definitely the aspiration of getting that. You also got to understand they're paying for this out of their own pocket. This is not ring it's of honor. This is not a ring of honor show. It's, I know. Not I know, I have
1: been reporting about it, but I mean, it's not going to flop them if they, you know, they lost
0: this. Oh, I mean, money wise, they it, still have, they still have no money wise. You're right. Money wise, you're exactly right. But credibility, I'm you that, maybe. <laughs> Well, the credibility. It, don't even worry, because that show's gonna that show's sold out. It's gonna be huge. No, no, no. no I'm saying so,
1: if it went the opposite way.
0: Okay, but it's not going to. This is already going to prove to be a huge a huge kick for them. So with that being a success, plus on top of ROH and New Japan show selling out at Madison Square Garden, if it does sell out. Those two things combined have shown that WWE needs to start paying attention to its competition, because that means then we will now have credible competition for WWE from this point forward.
1: Here's the thing, though. This is very debatable. Impact has more viewers and followers than ROH. Um, I mean, because they've that, been on TV for this long, they're just a, uh, whatever. But that they're doesn't more mean global. they're better. I didn't say they're better. I'm just saying. To to say that this event will launch ROH. Uh, oh yeah, no, no dude, past impact. It will. It's already. Past in Japan?
0: Japan? They've already passed impact, dude. You think so? Impact is in a rebuilding stage.
1: I just feel like ROH's production and stuffs not up to par with even Impact.
0: No, dude, it's better.
1: Okay, then I haven't been. Well, I haven't been paying attention, and I just think every time I've watched ROH, I just feel like it hasn't been like uh, production, as in like you know, music and Titantrons, those kind of things.
0: Dude, you know, their stuff is very basic and simple, but it works. Impact is still in a rebuilding phase at this moment because they're still trying to get their footing, which they've done a, a much better job at. Their show has gotten much better um, since Don Callis took over. Um, I mean, honestly, the- though,
1: Travis, when you when you compare OH to WWE in the future, I mean, you're really comparing, like... You're comparing like Apple product to like a Chinese uh, Chinese phone that just came out. Are, I, there's, there's no am real, I though? There's no real comparison monetarily or nothing yet. I like mean, they're going to have to take you know decades before they ever catch up WWE at all.
0: Am I really though? Let's let's think about that for I mean, a I'm second. Because from a because business the, perspective, globally, who are traded. the top? Who are the top guys in WWE right now?
1: No, no, no I'm not talking about the actual
0: stars. No, 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 no. I, I know, I know, okay. I'm making a point here. Like, the top guys right now are all, from, or for the most part, Roman have Raines, all come from. Seth Rollins, AJ Styles. Seth Rollins, AJ Styles, Samoa Joe. Mm-hmm. Keep going. Dean Ambrose. Kinda, yeah. <laughs> we can throw him in there too. Randy
1: Orton still. Jeff yeah. Hardy right now, Jeff Hardy, thank God.
0: My point with that is, a lot of these guys are former Ring of Honor talents. We've all said it. I've said it on this oh, yeah. show numerous times. Ring of Honor basically was the breeding ground for WWE superstars. Kevin well, Owens, you got to start. Zayn. You
1: got to start somewhere. That doesn't mean much to me. I mean,
0: I think it says something when these guys all have a mutual history when it comes to a certain promotion, and yeah. they've all become successful well, on the big it's the
1: stage. Next, it's, it's the next step up. You know what I mean? You're not gonna agree, go, yeah. You just you kind of have to go somewhere before the big place. You, but you that's can't...
0: but that's but that's my point. Is that Ring of Honor has shown that they produce talent that goes on a uh, on a much more national level. Yeah. Just at the time that they come on, they're just getting started. Mm-hmm. So they're basically discovering diamonds before uh, before WWE did. But you know, what I mean,
1: something can be said about that. Is that they can't really flourish there as much as WWE because if that yeah. was the case then every single star would have just stayed at ROH.
0: True but that's why I said yet yeah. because this because these they go the there when
1: they're young to get paid way less they figure themselves out they get their stuff down they get their whatever down their arsenal their move set whatever and they go to maybe impact or whatever and they go to the F FinF- uh, and then make millions of dollars. Well,
0: Yeah dude that's mm-hmm. but that's but that's what I'm saying these are these are guys that what these two shows are gonna do is they can launch the credibility of these companies so that that's that's my point is if that
1: anything I think New Japan will be bigger than ROH and and oh, right
0: yeah on on right now on the USA level I would definitely say ROH has the advantage but I can I can fully back exactly that statement that if everything goes well new Japan can easily become the number two here stateside just, if just they
1: just because monetarily. I think uh, New Japan has way more money back in it than uh, ROH. Uh-huh. I mean, I don't know if that's the case. I don't know who, who, who backs ROH. Who owns ROH? Do you know? I forgot.
0: Uh, it's Sinclair Broadcasting. So it's a whole broadcasting okay. company that actually gives a damn about wrestling. <laughs> like they are investing more money into ROH.
1: Well, I think they realize there is a spot in the world for another product and you know mainstream cable tv hey and i'm all about them getting up there and giving wb a run for their money and making wb you know want us to watch but i'm just yes. saying when it comes to globally traded stocks and business they are decades away from to yeah
0: next topic <laughs> <laughs> um, well let's see we've got oh we got the oh actually do this thing with a uh, real quick it's
1: actually off Patrick's uh, article he uh, posted on rumblingrumors.com. Do you think Samoa Joe is ready for the WWE championship or deserves it?
0: I do think he deserves it. I do think he's ready for it, but is he he's not going to get it. away from Styles. No. Nope. Why? Because it's not like right now, WWE doesn't intend for Styles to lose the title until they're waiting for Jeff Hardy to take it away from him. No, (laughs) they're waiting for the video game to come out so that they can promote him (laughs) as a champion with it. Oh, yeah, that's 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 why why I hate
1: that stuff because I always feel the same like, oh, he's not going to lose the video games. I always think the same thing, it's so funny.
0: That's what happened. Well, that's what they've already admitted. That's what they're doing. CM Punk, it's the same thing with WWE 13 when that game came out. Oh, really? Yeah, so it's this, it's the same thing. Uh, they're not gonna they're not gonna take the title. Why off can't they the make
1: him lose it up. for a month or two, then regain it when the game comes out?
0: Nah, not being so close to it, they're just gonna run it out. And he's been champion for so long, dude. He actually, if they really take this chance, he could beat CM Punk's WWE title reign and if he were if he were to, he were to all the way go to the and Royal that's Rumble. That's
1: What they're trying to do, Travis, I honestly think that I honestly think that. And you Which know what? He'll be champion until the
0: rumble. At this. I would
1: personally be down with that because Styles is a freaking badass. He's a genuine person, and I heard he's like one of the best guys in the back of the locker room.
0: Yeah, he's a, he's just I listen, so down. To guys. I listened
1: to a Jr. and uh, Jim Cornette <laughs> interview <laughs> like yeah uh, this morning or yesterday. And uh, you know he was saying, I think this was before Styles came to WWE. He was just saying, you know, Styles is the you know the number one guy, and he when he com- when he comes to WWE, you know, you know there, he has all the makings to be the top star, like one of the ever, pretty much.
0: Yeah, and he's done just that, dude. Nobody ever, including myself, I knew he could do it. I knew he had the talent to do it. But I never really thought in my wildest dreams WWE would back AJ and, and Styles, and that
1: is what I was going to ask you. Is like, can you even imagine? Vin- I just never thought Vince would let Styles even be a title holder like this, or the main title holder, and or do all this. It's awesome because I think I think he has made a big relationship with Vince. I really think he has.
0: I think well, and I think even Styles has said himself that that is the case. But Vince didn't see this in him at first. Vince actually was still very much about saying that, you know, I think he I think he had said something to Ryback at one point when he was still with the company when Styles came in in 2016, go out there and smash that little pest AJ Styles. So he uh-huh. didn't really see it until later on when he worked with Chris Jericho and Jericho got into Vince's ear and said, "You have a gold. You have gold here in front of you." And then when he worked with Cena, Dude, that solidified it right there. Yeah, he, man,
1: what a freaking feud, man. I actually really really liked that whole feud.
0: Yes, it was very it was a feud that that started out very choppy, but it produced two great matches within the span of a year. Their SummerSlam match and then their rematch for the WWE title at Royal Rumble. That both those matches are superior quality matches. Period. Like nobody can deny that.
1: Yeah, I mean, I really like, I mean, I don't think AJ Styles is the best ever, but if somebody has to break CM Punk's record, I'm all for Styles breaking it because I think Styles is more of a wrestling fan at the heart than CM Punk is. I know that's hard to even people think about, but I just don't think Styles would be the guy to ever turn their back on wrestling like CM Punk did. Whether CM Punk says it's this or that or this or that, he's kind of bitchy, you know, comes to certain things. And I just feel like Styles would never really do that to the industry because Styles yeah. know what. I don't know. I mean, here's the thing. CM Punk complains about his life, and but you know he freaking has the record for the title. That tells you something, dumbass. Well, Vince, if Vince trusted you enough, whether you were not on the headlining card or the last last match, if you still had the WWE Championship and you still thought you weren't treated right. You're just you're bitching. That's what I've always thought. I'm like, man, this guy has the record, one of the record longest reigns in our modern history. And well, like,
0: <laughs> well, to to his point though, while I do agree that him having the title for as long as he did should something. say something, it does say something. But you also got to remember too, and this is part of where I do believe his argument does have some validity to it, is that it wasn't until he did the heel turn that he started to be taking as a as a main event champion, because even when he was still the champion, he wasn't headlining the show. And I think that was to his point, was that this is the WWE title. This is the title that you're supposed to want. Here's the This thing is though, what you I, work your entire always, life to get. I always, always
1: agree with that line. always agree with that concept till this day. But if you have other people on the card that draw more than you, and arguably there were people that drew more than him, money-wise or shirt-wise or something, for Vince to keep doing that.
0: Sure, but happy. think. Of, but remember, this is the same company that put John Cena versus John Laurinaitis with a Big Show interference on as the main event of a oh. pay per view that was that had the WWE title match of CM Punk versus Daniel Bryan.
1: I 100% agree with you. But who sells the more, Who sells the most? It's a business. And John Cena sells the most merch, so that's what Vince thinks is the best.
0: I mean, at that time, Vin, uh, Punk was selling out more than Cena at that time. I'm talking
1: about just attire and shirt sales and things that make the company money. It's It goes
0: down to Vince didn't really want Punk's mold of champion. That's what it. Makes. Yeah. Oh,
1: yeah. I don't know. I think that's true, too. But I think it's more been proven, even without seeing Punk here, Vince has done this multiple times now, where the W title has not gone on last, and it's usually because the yeah, because star- he's
0: pushing it to Roman Reigns and It's usually it's like, the main
1: stars that create the most money.
0: For in the his company. mind, the main stars.
1: Well, yeah, that's true. But if they generate more money for the company, it's a business at the end of the day. And as the more and more we've got more, you know, globally traded and more st- whatever the hell, Vince just cares about the bottom dollar and less about the history. The you know how you know. Pro wrestling should be in old school mentalities, with, with certain aspects, obviously.
0: Right. I nice, no, uh, nice topic
1: so far. We're all getting a little heated up today.
0: <laughs> right. Um, we can talk about uh, the. Speaking of Daniel Bryan, him still apparently still not, not resigning. His contract. Crazy. He has not resigned the contract yet.
1: CM Punk style, right here, bro.
0: Yeah, I mean, it's it, it really does feel like a barrel right now. And that's what even Dave Meltzer and Brian Alvarez were talking about on their show a couple of days ago, is that he still has not re-signed because he still wants less dates. He doesn't want as many dates anymore. And which, in, in all fairness, I can kind of agree with that because the fact that he's back working a schedule is great, but now he does need to be more conscientious of his body. So him asking well, for less dates while still being a name. Do what? And he's a freaking little kid, too. Yeah, he's just he's just looking out for his and overall health and longevity. Wants to Huh? And a
1: hot-ass wife he wants to bang once in a while.
0: Right. <laughs> <laughs> uh-huh. um, but yeah, dude, and this rivalry with Miz and Brian, I'm so glad that on SmackDown they mentioned the NXT pass because I was like, wow, they really are going to draw go, off this off. history. Yeah, I was like, thank you so much. They're using it. I'm so happy. I hope
1: so. I was like, what else couldn't it win women... <laughs> I don't know. So far, it's doing okay. I did. I. I. I really think Miz knows how to make any storyline really the storyline to watch.
0: If they ramp, it, I think we're gonna see it get ramped up on the yeah. personal scale here over the next couple weeks leading into summer. You
1: knew, and I knew that baby was fake when it came in there. I just knew it was fake.
0: Oh yeah, I did too. I, I Miz did, did a good did. job,
1: but I just, I just knew I was like there's no
0: way. Yeah. No way, absolutely no but,
1: way. But, I don't know, I, I just the more and more I watch The Miz, I always continue to like him.
0: What's so interesting about this too, by the way, is that with Daniel Bryan not re-signing yet, apparently Rey Mysterio isn't set to re-sign with WWE until after the All In show now too because their contract negotiation timetable, uh, it didn't pan out. So, it's oh, very I possible Rey's actually, I believe Ray's actually working All In.
1: Th- yeah, I think so too.
0: That's incredible, dude. Yeah. That's I, I can you only
1: imagine if Dan O'Brien did not sign and got like went to New Japan or did like a Oh, oh
0: my god. dude, it would not be long at all. It would not be long at all. Like
1: And I just think I just think Dan O'Brien I mean, I rather see Dan O'Brien W just because I, I can watch him every week. But I mean, personally if I were him, I think it almost be better for my career to go to and leave on good terms so you can come back in 5 years and have a really cool comeback story but I think it would really benefit his life right now if he went to new japan and he'd have like you know maybe a couple dates a month or maybe just a couple you know times he could probably work less dates in new japan and still get close to the same money
0: what He he could because that's exactly what Cody Rhodes and the Bucks do they both have admitted that they have worked or Cody Rhodes I should say uh, maybe not as much but the Bucks they push so much merchandise that they honestly don't have to work very many dates in the year at all. I believe they they said on a podcast here recently that last year not only did they break seven figures for income, but they uh, they got to stay at home a lot more and have time with their families. So so they don't they didn't need. What, what do
1: you really think about the Young Bucks? I mean, do you really you think it's just the first real? people to capitalize on this little middle ground industry where you're not like in W.E., you're not, you know, you're kind of like a, the cool factor. Do you think athletically they should be where they're at? And do you think they really are that different, that standout-ish? Yeah,
0: actually. I don't. I, actually, don't. I, don't. I, I, I do. I think they I think they do in their own way because the Bucks remind me a lot of the Hardy Boys. But they remind me of a of a Take upgraded that back. Hardy Boy. Take
1: that yep. back.
0: Hold on, hold Nobody. on. Nobody. <laughs> am sorry. What I mean by, by upgrade is that, let's face it, um, Jeff was always the guy that did the high-risk stuff, right? Um, and Matt was more of the ground-based guy. Yes, Matt still flew every once in a while, but he was more of the solid wrestler. He was the technician. Um, the Bucks both fly, dude. They both can fly. And yes, they do a lot of flip yeah, stuff. Yeah, they're a twirly which, twirly fly fly thing, yeah. Right. They they do a lot of flip stuff. Which Jim Cornette them a lot loves of flack. It. No, he hates it, dude. Oh my
1: god, I love it. I know it's so funny. I love when he talks about it. It's so funny. Yeah,
0: that. he cannot he cannot stand it. And and I get I get the complaint with it because yes, it's it's overdone so much. I get that. But over the last couple of years, the Bucks have now started utilizing the 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 art, if you will. You know, they're not just a flip show anymore. They mm-hmm. do know how to sell um, but that being said, where I do think that they, um, I don't think that's anything that necessarily that anybody else couldn't do. So in that instance, I don't think they're, a uh I they're, think like, they're super of the clients, smart man at
1: marketing I, and stuff and marketing. That's and stuff.
0: that's what I yes, that's what I was gonna say is that from an athletic standpoint, they're not really anything like greatly special because there's guys that do it on a singles level competitor that can do it way better than they can.
1: How about weird. like on the mic? Do they really stand out? If you put them on a raw instead? I don't think so. Exactly. I, I don't, I, and it just, I don't me, they, I it's just to me it's like so. they are just really good business people. They know they know how to make yeah. some flashy shirts and do yeah. a couple really cool spots. And I think the they real. can't,
0: but they can talk. Like, don't want. Yeah, I'm not i am going to take that away from
1: them. I've listened to. Them. They can talk, but think they can. But I personally, I'm sorry, young buck fans. I think Kenny Kenny Omega is a giant factor why they're as popular as they are. Probably. Probably, I, mean, I think so at least. And I, I mean, i you know me. I actually really like Kenny Omega.
0: Oh yeah, even no, though I, I he has agree. similar
1: stylish stuff, the young buck d- do does. But I think Kenny Omega, as he's getting more and more and the more the main card, main feel kind of guy. He's becoming, mm-hmm. he's becoming more of like a well-rounded, like a main eventer kind of wrestler and less like a, you know, just a you know high spot, flippy guy, joking all the time.
0: Well, that's why that's why people get on Jim Cornette all the time is because, of, you know, Cornette doesn't yeah. like him because he wrestled a little girl and a doll at and one point. And Matt is like really
1: trying to drive into Cornette that, hey, that's how he used to be. He's not that way anymore. And then Jim Cornette keeps saying, doesn't matter. He wrestled a doll. He's fucking out of it.
0: <laughs> <I was> like, <laughs> yeah, and I'm like, man, you gotta, you gotta kind of loosen up. A I bit know,
1: but that. see, there is a point where Jim Cornette is a part. I know he's, he's, he's pretty real, but a little bit of it's an act. He likes the key, He doesn't want to like bend. No,
0: it, no, it is not. And I'm no, saying he doesn't. He doesn't want to
1: bend over on his personality and say, okay, well, you win, Matt Striker. He very no, rarely does just, that. that
0: no, he won't ever do that. Jim Cornette is as real as it gets, man. But I
1: have heard, I have listened to Matt Stryker change Jim Cornette's mind when it came to the Goldberg and Brock Lesnar thing.
0: Sure, that was done very well. Um, but, yeah, I, I'm with you, though. I would say that, honestly, the Bucks' best asset is, yes, they are athletic, so I'm not taking that away from them. Yes, they can talk. I'm not taking that away from them. But like you said, and like I said, Ramsey, they're not like anything special athletically or talking wise where they're smart is their marketing they pushed they pushed themselves and they did a very good job they they that's what makes them innovators and what makes them success is that they were really the first independent act that really took it to another level you know what i mean they didn't need the backing of the machine they became the machine and they pushed themselves yeah So, that you do have to give them credit for. They are smart marketers that make a lot of money. Okay. They even said in that same thing when they broke their seven figures last year, that that seven figures was in merchandise. That wasn't even in wrestling. That's nuts. Yeah. That is crazy.
1: So, what if Matt Riddle comes in with Paul Heyman at SummerSlam?
0: Man... I, I don't want Matt Riddle to go to the main roster right away. I want him to okay. be in NXT. Uh, okay. So but dude, in,
1: so fill us in a little bit because I don't really know much about Matt Riddle, and I really haven't watched much of his matches. I think one, maybe two, and I think most most of the spots I've seen of him. And uh-huh. uh, let us do you know any update on him? Any update on his WWE status?
0: I could I could provide I could provide some background, and I can pro- provide a bit of an update. So. Break for those that, yeah, for those that don't know who Matt Riddle is, Matt Riddle is a former UFC competitor who uh, had won his last four fights of his UFC career. He was on a four winning, a four win fight streak, who got fired um, for testing positive of marijuana um, with the UFC. That's why he got fired. That's sad. Yeah, that's, that's why they fired him on Especially a four fight win streak. That's, that's the only like, thing he ever got caught for. He oh never got caught for any.
1: Oh, I'm sorry, internet connection went down. So that's pretty crazy that Matt Riddle, I say, I know nothing about this whole story. So he literally was on a winning streak and he got fired pretty much from the UFC for marijuana.
0: Yes, <laughs> yes. Again, others have been suspended for that. Yeah. Um, and they've still been able to compete. But instead, UFC, for whatever reason, just fired him. Um, so anyway, do we
1: know if Matt Riddle's good at pro wrestling?
0: he's, he's very good at pro wrestling. I mean like uh, I mean how long has he done it? About I want to say it's about three years now, three or four years. Okay. Um he's kind of like he's kind of like what the Velveteen Dream was, is where it was like, Whoa, I can't believe this guy has only been doing this this long because he's so good. Oh, okay, that's yeah, yeah. He's he's, he's, uh, he's kind what, of a
1: prodigy. He's he's on impact or no,
0: alright? He's he's nowhere. He's still has this moment. As of this moment, he's still being listed as an indie talent. However, um, a lot of people have been told that he is now officially signed with WWE, and that would be huge. Why? Because, for one, he's a very big advocate about marijuana, so he probably hasn't stopped smoking it, which WWE would would have to loosen their policy on that if they have signed him. Um, and then on top of that, him getting signed is almost on the level of like in most people's minds it's kind of like a Finn Balor or an AJ Styles signing. Really? Because, that big? yes, yes.
1: Well, and I mean, I, I figure that people are freaking out online, but like, I mean, I don't really know much about Matt Riddle. I mean,
0: I know he's he's, a... he's crazy good, man. Like, he's he's extremely talented, and he can do a lot of big things uh, if done the right way. So, WWE. do you
1: think Paul Heyman should be paired with him, or is, is Matt really
0: good on the mic? Matt doesn't need Paul Heyman. Um, I think it would be okay for the aura. I just want
1: to see Paul Heyman with somebody fresh and new. Because Paul Heyman 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 needs to go to to,
0: Lashley. What? Heyman needs to go to Lashley. Uh,
1: I don't know.
0: I think I just just
1: want to see him investing in somebody new and fresh.
0: Well, I'm going to bring up Paul Heyman again here in a second. So. Um, But yeah, Matt Riddle, if he signs with WWE, is a huge deal. And I say if still because nothing has formally been announced. Mm -hmm. But it is pretty much a foregone conclusion according to Ringside News and a couple other news outlets that Matt Riddle, who has canceled a lot of his any dates, especially the ones right around SummerSlam time, um, it's pretty much a given that I guess that he has signed with the company. Again, nothing has been formally announced, but a lot of people are pretty much under that impression. And, and that's great. Because I, I would love to see Riddle in WWE. Okay,
1: so, so what about your thing of Paul Heyman? Because they're about to be pressure an hour soon.
0: Alright, so Paul Heyman reportedly was doing backstage creative stuff on Raw a couple weeks ago. Mm-hmm. Which has led to a lot of speculation. Is, is he now about to take on a different role in WWE and be back on the creative team? For one, if that's the case, that'd be great. Um, two... I honestly do think that Heyman would do well being a weekly talent again, but I think now he needs to be placed with uh, Lashley. The reason why is because Lashley is also a pretty good heel. He's got like a a LeBron James-esque to him Mm. for the character that he portrayed in Impact. And if you put that where he does have the legit fighting background that Brock Lesnar has, you pair Paul Heyman back up with him because Lashley is not necessarily great on the mic so you can have uh, Heyman do most of the talking for him and have Lashley speak sporadically, dude, it will still give the same Lesnar vibe, only with a heel Lashley, which automatically gives him credibility.
1: Yeah, Even think, more credibility I think, than what I think, he already has. I'd rather addressing. see a heel Lashley than a face Lashley, because a, yes. a face Lashley is dull as hell.
0: And that would give Roman Reigns somebody to work with immediately after uh, the Brock Lesnar thing. You know, you could even, I mean, even Strowman, who could more than likely and probably will cash in once Reigns wins the title at SummerSlam. Um, but yeah, you'd have Lashley and Strowman still to go to. You could easily have that. You could have Lashley against Reigns, and that would give Reigns somebody to work with, which they obviously showed that they can work pretty well together. Mm-hmm. Um, it would be a great fit. I think Heyman and Lashley would be a wonderful fit with for each other. It'd still be the exact same Lesnar-esque Vibe we get now, just now. Lashley gets the rub instead of Lesnar, and Lashley's going to be here next week. Yeah, that's true. So that's that's my thought is I think Heyman and Lashley could actually be a very good pairing.
1: Okay. Um. Who, well, you beat me to my questions and asked
0: you for later if the Who do you think Paul Heyman should go with? <laughs> yeah. Um. Uh, what do you think? i I'll, I'll get your opinion on it yeah. real quick. What do you think about the whole, um, the, the Bret Hart, Martha Hart, Owen's widow situation that took place? What do you mean? What happened? Well, obviously, you know, it's obviously well-documented that, uh, Owen's widow has not wanted her or not wanted Owen to be part of the WWE hall of fame. Um, but we saw where he got inducted into the pro wrestling hall of fame here about a week or two ago. Um, Brett was saying that she, he's disappointed because he feels like she's tarnishing his wrestling reputation. She says that we're honoring the memory in the most way that, uh, in the best way that he would want to be memorized, mm. and that he, she's not going to give WWE the satisfaction of making any monetary value from it. Things like that. Um, do you think it, it's a selfish thing on her part? Do you think that she's really trying to be looking out for the best interest of Owen's legacy? Or do you think Brett's right and that she's really just doing more to hurt his reputation? I, as think, a it's her. I think
1: it's hurting it personally, but I think it should be the family's if family's called, not her call.
0: Agreed. A hundred percent agree. It's
1: not, I mean, how long was Owen with that girl?
0: Uh, I mean, he was married. That was his, I mean, that was who he was with for, uh, for he had, they had two kids. So I'll say just for safety's sake, at least five years, if not longer.
1: Yeah, I'm pretty sure the family trumps a, a woman for five years.
0: Well, again, I, I don't know the exact number. But either way, I mean, that's that's, the, that's his wife. That would be the mother of his kids. Um, but, I mean, while I, I say that, but I'm kind of with you, I agree that it should be left up to the Hart family as to whether or not. And, and honestly, I'm surprised it's even gone this far that they, they haven't been able to trump it and be like, um, no, we can use his image. We've got the blessing of his entire family except you. You're one person out of however many. But apparently she's distanced herself from the entire family, period. Like, Brett went on to say that he doesn't really even know his niece and nephew. They don't They don't speak to them. They don't speak to Martha. Like, she doesn't speak to, apparently, anybody on the Hart family. Really? Yeah.
1: You know, that makes sense now because at the Owen Hart uh, uh, Hall of Fame a week ago, two weeks ago, Brett Hart wasn't there, and I was like, why the hell is he not there?
0: Yeah, but Brett doesn't have any beef with the family. He had a prior engagement that he, he had already agreed to, so he couldn't make it there. Um, but that's why uh, British Bulldog's wife, which is a Hart family sister, uh, David Hart Smith, uh, or Harry Smith, if you will, and a couple of the brothers uh, that are still alive were there to induct Owen in there.
1: Okay. yeah, no, I knew that, but I just wonder why Brett wasn't there. Well, sir, I'm sure you can tell with my demeanor. I'm getting tired as hell again.
0: I can tell. I can tell very much so. <laughs> I literally, I like put
1: myself up for this show to try to wake up, and I woke up in, enough for an hour. But man, I'm just freaking dying now. <laughs> I can tell. <sighs> I like literally almost fell asleep for a second I'm talking about <laughs> talking about a uh, just um. No, I don't know what I was talking about honestly. Um, well, any last words before I kill you? It's been awesome. (laughs) (laughs) All right, Travi. Uh, It's good good bringing the show back again, and uh, uh,
0: you can take us out. All right. Well, guys, as always, we came back after a three-week hiatus. It's been nice to be back. And, again, if you guys want to stay up with us, please visit Facebook. You can visit our official page with Rumbling Rumors. You can also visit Rumbling Rumors on Twitter. You can follow us there, like us on Facebook. You can follow Ramsey and I individually on Twitter, at Ramsey for ramsey at Travis underscore FoulHark for myself. You guys can visit RumblingRumors.com for all non-spoilers, wrestling articles, and free HD wallpaper for your cell phones designed by Ramsey himself. Mm-hmm. And guys, we will be back next week with another episode. Thank you for coming back with us and being patient for us. We will be here next Saturday for you again.
1: Alright guys, the... you yes, know, yeah, it's not alright guys, have a good one.
0: <laughs> Peace out, y'all.